Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at Beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace. From God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Now I ask you to do me a favor. Would you please take your hymnal and open it in the front to Psalm 8, which is almost page 8, Psalm 8. I don't know if everybody knows that um, there are really four readings for every Sunday, and one is always a psalm. We don't always read it in our church service, but I'd like to uh, base my message on it this morning, so I'd like to have you turn to Psalm 8 and uh, read it along with me. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. In the name of the triune God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, my beloved. Today we celebrate the festival of the Holy Trinity. We acknowledge on this special day the personality of the true God. Today you might say we thank God just for being God. We acknowledge the Lord, that there is no other Lord. In fact, did you ever really think about it? Only Christians who acknowledge the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the Trinity can truly pray. Because prayer is talking to God. And the only God who is there is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All the other gods of the world are simply figments of mankind's imagination. And they can talk to them all that they want, but they're not there. Today, along with King David in Psalm 8, we say, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Or you might say in common English slang of 2016, O Lord, our Lord, wow! 
As we hear the words of Psalm 8, we can almost imagine King David strolling out on his uh, palace porch on some starry evening, looking up into the heavens. And he says, as he writes the psalm, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, uh, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? It might be sort of like King David saying, you know, when I uh, compare myself with the vastness of God's universe, I seem to be an insignificant, trivial little speck worth nothing. The sun and the moon and the stars, David says, testify to the power and the majesty and the wisdom of God. Did a little reading this uh, past week, and I found this out. Astronomers today claim that there are 100 billion galaxies, and that each galaxy has more than 100 billion stars. And Scripture tells us in Psalm 147, each star was hung in its place by the Creator, who determined its number and calls it by name. Such a vast, vast universe. When I consider myself in comparison to that universe, I might be in danger of considering myself insignificant, trivial, and a nothing. Don't you dare do it. God's word said that he created it all just for you. Scripture tells us, chapter 1, chapter 2 of Genesis, that God created the whole universe. And he told Adam and Eve, I want you to have dominion, or I want you to have kingship and queenship, and I want you to rule it all. The sun and the moon and the stars were created for them, to serve them. The sun and the moon and the stars were created to serve you. And so the vast universe is a testimony of the Father's power and his wisdom. And I don't know if you ever thought about it, you know, but when you're looking at twinkling stars out there, unless you're looking at an actual planet, but way out there, you know what those all are? They're all suns. And many of those suns are larger than Earth's suns. That's how vast God's universe is. But the psalmist goes on, and he says that uh, more precious even than the testimony of the countless galaxies are the simple prayers and songs of one little child. Even infants like heaven, who cannot communicate with us, can praise God in ways that we cannot understand. And so on Trinity Sunday, we are reminded at Psalm 8 that even babies give testimony to the power of God, to the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we sang it in the hymn uh, this morning. But every time it's a mystery and it's a miracle how a baby born in sin and unbelief can be converted by God to faith in Jesus Christ. So we can say this morning that little heaven took her first step toward heaven today. By the washing of the, the, the water, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word. Just think of that. The faith of a little child expressing that simple faith like 
Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. King David says, can actually shut the mouth of Satan. He says, out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Whoever humbles himself like a little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Little words of faith by little children can actually stop the devil in his tracks. And what did heaven say this morning? As I ask, do you renounce the devil in all his works and all his ways? Yes, I renounce the devil in all his works and all his ways. It shuts the mouth of the devil and stops all of his power. Tiny babies giving testimony to the power of the triune God, especially the Holy Spirit, through their faith and confession. Again, King David said, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set the heavens, your glory above the heavens. When I look at the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? God created the universe to serve us. He wanted us to rule over the universe. But you know as well as I do, through the fall into sin, Adam and Eve's disobedience, our oneness with, with God was broken. And so our rule of the universe was diminished. We human beings, unlike Adam and Eve before the fall, no longer have uncontested rule over the earth. Commentary I, uh, commentator I found this morning on this section of Scripture we in our fallen state, state can still use the intelligence God gave us to gain a partial understanding and control over the world in which we live. But human beings no longer have an uncontested domina, uh, dominion over the earth. The peace which ruled in Eden is gone. Animals kill humans. Human beings kill animals. Human beings slaughter each other. We now live in a hostile environment. In spite of modern medicine, our control of diseases is imperfect. Even the tiniest viruses can kill us. We battle against weeds, pests, and diseases, against floods and droughts in order to wrest our food from the soil of the earth. We are killed by the machines that we invented. Scientific marvels like splitting of the atom are used to create horrible weapons of mass destruction that can bring sudden and terrible death to millions. Advances in communication like the Internet multiply the accessibility of pornography, and cable TV makes filth available in the convenience of our homes. Thousands of people perish in earthquakes and other natural disasters. Finally, inevitably, the day comes when each of us must return to the ground from which we were created. How far people have sunk from the noble lives for which they were created. Through sin, we have squandered our dominion over the universe, over God's created world. But the Father sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to restore the universe to us. Sometimes we never think about it. But Jesus came into our world not only to forgive our sins, but to restore our universe so we can have full dominion over it once again. 
King David goes on, he says, uh, The Son of Man, that you cared for him, you have made him lower, a little lower than the heavenly beings, also can be uh, uh, translated, or the angels, and crowned him with glory and honor. The Son of Man, you have made him lower than the angels. What does that all mean? To really understand this section of Scripture, you have to remember that when God created the universe, he created three living beings. He created animals, and he created angels, and he created human beings. And you don't change from one to the other, okay? Now, the importance of this is if you ask the question, which was the crowning point, the highest one of God's three uh, created beings? I asked this at a Bible study a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had a mixed answer. Some people said angels, angels. Some people said humans, humans, humans. Well, the answer is this. When God created animals, he created them only with bodies, no eternal soul. When God created the angels, he created them as spirits with no body. When God created human beings, he created them both with an eternal spiritual soul and a body. When God created Adam and Eve, he created them in the image of God. And he created them very specially from all the other beings, just one at a time. Adam from the dust of the uh, uh, garden floor and Eve from Adam's rib. And when the angels fell and disobeyed God, God immediately cast them into hell and reserved them there for punishment. When Adam and Eve fell into sin and disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, God gave them a second chance. Because one day he would send his son to crush the head of the devil. So when you take a look at that, humans are the highest order of God's creatures. So what in the world is the psalmist saying that Son of man, I will make him a little lower than the angels when human beings are higher than the angels. What the psalmist is talking about, the son of man, is Jesus. And for us men and for our salvation, Jesus was made lower than the angels. When in all of Scripture was made, Jesus made as a human being made lower than the angels? Why, of course, his 40-day temptation in the wilderness. He was totally exhausted. And then it says that angels came. To minister to him. The creatures of God's creation minister to the creator. And then Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Suffering sorrow for you. So that his sweat fell like great drops of blood. After he was done praying. It says an angel came. To strengthen him. One of God's creatures. Lower than human beings. Strengthened the creator. For you. Jesus was made lower than the angels born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate. His back bled. His hands bled. His feet bled. His brow bled. God punished himself for your sin so that every last one, no matter what you can conjure up in your brain, past, present, and future sins are all wiped clean. So how dare any one of us stay and feel guilty about any of our sins and hold on to that guilt day after day when God says they're all washed away through the blood of Jesus Christ. You are free, totally free. We've got to finally get that into our brains and their hearts. That's the message of Jesus Christ. 
free from the punishment of all sin, past, present, and future. I mean, a plan so amazing that it could only be devised by God. You know, if we probably said, uh, we'll, we'll figure out a plan for us uh, how to save ourselves, it'd sort of be like a little kid uh, going to the drawing board or with his crayons coloring on a piece of paper, you know, how they make sort of a lopsided house, and then giving it to an architect and say, here, could you uh, put some plans like this together and build this thing? would never stand. God, the architect of all, made a plan that he would punish himself so that you could go free to enjoy a restored universe. And of course, you know as well as I do that Jesus did not stay lower than the angels. He did not stay humiliated because after his death, he rose and he ascended to heaven and he rules over all things right now. And we have to remember that day after day after day because otherwise sometimes life can get pretty depressing. But our Savior... The Son of God rules over all. He rules over our universe right now. The 190 whatever it is billion, 190 billion whatever it is uh, galaxies. He's ruling over the weather. He's ruling over all the nations. And I thank thank God he's ruling over China right now because my granddaughter is over there and I want her to stay safe. And he's ruling over the politics. And he's ruling over our states and our cities and our neighborhoods and your family. And you, write down, it says, Scripture says he has all of the hairs on your head numbered. And that means that he just doesn't know how many hairs are on your head. For the average person, if you're not bald, it's somewhere between 140,000 and 150,000. But God doesn't only have the exact number of how many hairs. He has everyone numbered. So he knows when hair 1,276 falls to the ground. So God knows everything and rules everything, a vast universe, right down to the minutia of your life. So know that you are not insignificant in God's vast universe. You are special and you are important to him. And he planned your existence before he created the world. And he made you today the apple of his eye. One day, Jesus is going to come in great power and glory to take back uh, his dominion of the universe and to ask us to participate in that perfect dominion and rulership once again. When the peace of Eden will finally be restored, knowing that we are going to participate in that new heaven and that new earth, we, along with King David, say, Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent! How majestic is your name in all the earth. Heaven's galaxies bring testimony to the power and wisdom of the Father. Faith-filled words of little babies shut the mouth of Satan and give glory to the Holy Spirit. And we today give glory to the God's Son who was made lower than the angels so that we, finally, God's creatures, can rule creation with the Creator once again the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit for all eternity. God grant that to you and to me through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. And since we have already confessed our faith in the baptismal formula,
This morning we take a look at Dr. Martin Luther's words in the Catechism. Please join with me as we we, uh, take the four parts of the Sacrament of Holy Baptism. And I begin. What is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word. Which is that word of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, (coughs) rescues from death, (coughs) and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the words and promises of God declare. Which are these words and promises of God? (coughs) The last chapter of Mark, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved but whoever does not believe will be condemned. How can water do such great things? Certainly not just water, but the word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith which trusts this word of God in the water. For without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word of God, it is a baptism that is a life-giving water, rich in grace, and a washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus chapter 3, He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life through the trustworthy saying. What does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should be drowned and repentance be drowned, die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Where is this written? St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 6, We were buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Now we take this time to gather our tithes, our offerings, and our connection cards. <laughs> 